and as the sun set on the horizon, they lived happily ever after. Ever heard of it? And welcome to Happily Ever Heard of It. I'm your host, Jesse Jollis, and it's gonna be another beautiful day. I was like, what song stuck in my head? And then I said, nothing, I'm gonna sing one. And maybe that will be a hit someday, and that day is today. Guys, what a wild ride. Is it night? Yes, it is. Are we gonna go wild and just completely rogue? You know it. Buckle up. Here's the thing. When thinking about what to talk about this week, I was like, I don't know. I simply cannot say I do not know what is coming to me. And then I was like, wait, Jesse, what did you do this week? And let me tell you what I did. There's a little something called magic. Have you heard of it? I'm a witch. (laughs) All right. I am in a weird mood and I apologize. (laughs) Sorry. So my good friend, Claire. Hello, Claire, who is listening and also produces and edits the podcast currently right now but I will be doesn't matter the point is we love her Uh, anyone who listened to no such thing as love or follows my Instagram knows that Claire is one of my best friends in the entire world and Claire and I have done a lot of growing together as friends and people and when we were talking about sort of things we want to work on Claire got me this wonderful beautiful gift in January okay which was a candle that was an abundance and a money candle. Okay. And because I famously have been struggling with money, self-worth and sort of like the mindset there. So she gave it to me in January. And I said, thank you so much, friend, for getting me the thing that's going to fix my problems. But I'm not ready. I'm not ready to use it. And it just sat in the spot that I wanted to have the ritual on and I kept making excuses in my mind why I wasn't ready, why it wasn't the time, why the candle had to wait. Finally this week we were talking and she was like, you want to hear a funny story? And I said, you better tell it to me. And she said, I got us candles in January and it's October and that's the end of the story. And we both haven't done it. And what a funny thing that is which is like a reminder that a lot of times we are in our own way, you know, and no one was telling me I had to wait. No one was telling me I had to get to a certain point to do this or that. I was telling myself, I don't get the thing I want yet because I need to get other things in line. And when I was thinking about that, it reminded me a lot of dating because when I didn't feel good about myself and I didn't love myself, I was constantly telling myself, I, I'm going to start dating or I'm going to put myself back out there. I'm going to, you know, do this, this, that, and the other. I'm going to download this app. I'm going to do this event once I lose 10 pounds or once I um, have a more stable income or once I essentially giving excuses as to why I'm not lovable exactly how I am right now. And once I started to really love myself, I was like, well, that's cuckoo bananas. But when it came to self-worth or 
this type of self-love, which is doing something that I'm struggling with and sort of facing it, I I did that to myself and I, I put it on the back burner and I said I wasn't ready or I wanted to do this, that and the other or I was I was scared. I don't I, I mean, I was I was frightened. And so when Claire brought that up again, I was like, what am I waiting for? And so this week I said, I'm going to do it. And sometimes like the candle. So the ritual is this really cool candle that she got from New Orleans. So, you know, it's authentic. And there are instructions that come with it and talks about how it burns for like four or five days and you're never supposed to put it out. You don't blow it out. And if you are nervous about leaving, like you snuff it out or uh, and you're never supposed to leave. And then what was also interesting, which I said, golly gee, is you have to it talks about protecting the energy of the candle. It talks about like which Interestingly enough, you know, a lot of my friends and my partner um, seem to struggle with money and abundance as well. They say that the people we surround ourselves with are mirrors and I'm here to say that is true. And it can be difficult when you're leveling up or when you're trying to change things because the people around us do affect us and kind of mirror us and project back what it is that we believe right so I'm reading about this candle and it says how you know you have to let it burn you are supposed to talk to it and you're you know manifesting and and sort of changing mindsets and talking about stuff and then it says how when you bring people into your space you have to protect its energy like you're not allowed to you know talk negatively or think negatively about for me it was a lot about money you know job opportunities etc And it was interesting because first of all, I always have very kind and supportive friends, but I had to tell them, you know, before they came in to my house, um, when we're in the living room, I please don't talk about money. Um, I'm doing a thing and like, I can't talk negatively about it. And it was just so interesting because I really protected the energy of that candle and it got me thinking about my own energy and how I also have to protect that. And it's funny that, uh, you know, uh, a candle that had instructions, I said, this is, this is solid gold. I simply can't deviate. But when it comes to myself, I'm like, well, that can change or I'm going to do this thing that maybe won't make me feel good, but I know that. And I just really started to protect the energy of the candle, but I also started to to stop talking negatively. And I did start to feel as I was doing it, like, wow, it's incredible what happens when you sort of change channels or decide, like, I'm not going to watch the news anymore. Like, I'm not going to watch this thing I don't have control over that does put me in a certain mood and how I found my days were very different. And I found that I, I found that it was giving me an opportunity to make myself a promise, um, which I, I do find really helpful for me. It can be whatever, you know, sometimes that promise can be just making my bed every day for a week, but it's, it's nice when I, I don't betray myself and I do what I say I'm going to do. And it's nice when I spend time making sure my energy is solid. 
So from this week, I started thinking about abundance as it's as a uh, its own thing in a way. And I I guess I hadn't really known about abundance or the idea of it. But again, we're going to think about it with love because that's the way that I map things. So when I think about love, when I was thinking about dating, I remember reading somewhere about like having just overflowing amounts of love. Like I think sometimes we date someone and we give them love and then we feel as though we've lost something that we had. But if you think about love as this just ever flowing fountain that you have, that you can give love to as many people as you want, as as big as you want, as bright as you want, and always able to make more. With love, I said, of course that makes sense. Of course. But then with money, I said, well, there are, you know, finite hoops I have to jump through and there are reasons that can't happen. And all these excuses and things I put in my own way when it comes to money. And a lot of times from my reading, again, I am not an expert. This is just kind of what I've been trying to get, get working on through my brain because I find that from the work that I was reading about, about the subconscious mind, if you will, that like what we believe we sort of prove to ourselves. And growing up, you know, not only did I always think that, you know, I was going to be an orphan, orphan Annie, um, and lose money. I also, you know, my parents were both working for themselves from what I can remember. And, you know, my mom was an artist and my dad was a speaker and a sales trainer. And so he had his own company. And so, I remember that it felt like times would be good and then times would be bad. And I remember my dad saying like when it rains, it pours. And the idea of there can be ebbs and flows of, of, of money and work. And sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's bad. And that's kind of how we also see our worth. And that's the story that I had been told, even though, you know, when I read about or I would hear people talk about like, well, work can be consistent and ever flowing. And um, you can have a fruitful career that there aren't droughts and massive rainstorms. There's just consistent rain throughout. So you don't have to overload yourself because you're scared it's going to stop. And then when it the drought comes, it's like you're afraid it'll never rain again. So But that was the story I was told. So that's kind of been my career. It's been really, really busy and a ton and then a drop off and then really busy and a ton and then a drop off. And that's the story I kept projecting. And it's, I guess, my new theory, right, about abundance, which I'm trying to map to love, which is like, oh, it can be ever flowing. It can be consistent because the love I give myself will be consistent. And um, I am love. Like I am worthy of love, which is like, I am money. I am worthy of money. I am money. Put me, you know, on a racetrack as a horse. And I'm betting on me every time. I'm one of those horses that I'm a sea biscuit. Okay. I train with a dog and you might not see me coming, but I'm a great runner. Okay. I've got heart uh, and 
I mean, there's just that second gear that I can get into. And I know this about myself. And Seabiscuit had to think he could win, right? Because the horse that doesn't and gets nervous or thinks they're going to get, it doesn't work. So thinking about it, even as you're for yourself right now, it's like, would you bet on yourself as a horse? You're in the stalls. Are we winning? What's happening? Because I know you've had that feeling. Like I remember when I play soccer as a kid and I would just know I was about to score even though I was tired and even though like, I don't know, even though I would be like, I'm not even running as fast as I could. I don't even think I kicked it with the right part of my foot, but I knew I was going to score because like, I just felt that energy. And I think that that can be true with jobs and money. Hear me out. Because I think that self-worth, what I've been realizing, I had my self-worth very much tied to my financial state. So essentially, when I stopped making money, I said, what's fun is I should go back to 849 Mud Hole and just call it quits because I am worthless. I, I, I can't provide for myself. I can't, you know, I'm not doing anything. Um, and that's shameful. And I'm trying to, you know, rework that because self-worth also has sometimes nothing to do with money. Even the idea that I thought it was all about money is completely problematic and wrong. Um, I do still think that self, self-love is the way that you talk to yourself when no one can hear you. So I think it's, you know, the way that you speak to yourself when you look in the mirror, when you're moving throughout the day. And it can be little things like, you know, something I really, really work on now is is forgiveness with myself and being kind and um, not so critical, which I mean, I would do one thing wrong and the voice in my head would just be like, are you for real? Call it a day. Like, and now I'm just like, oh, you made a mistake. That's okay. Let's keep going. We don't need to harp. Like if it were someone else, you'd be like, no big deal. Hip hop, off we go. Self-worth is the way we treat ourselves when no one is looking is how I thought of it. And by treat ourselves, I thought that meant like the money I spent on myself. So I had this really revolutionary trip in last December. Ironic. Um, I went to London. So I had I hadn't really been working that much and but I had a lot of money saved and I said I'm gonna celebrate and I'm gonna go to London and I went on this amazing trip I mean I was trying to keep it cost effective I kind of felt as though I manifested this trip and then I said you know I'm gonna stay with my friend then I'm gonna stay in this hotel which seems nice and then I'm going to you know, fall in love and meet the queen and essentially just become British. And when I went there, I stayed with my friend. It was so fun. And then I, w- I checked into my hotel. Some of you might know the story. And I got to the hotel and I said, huh, this isn't what I pictured. And then I went to lock my door and it didn't lock. And the man said, that's for your safety. And I went, that's interesting because I would feel safer if I could lock the door. But I didn't leave that night. I slept in that hotel and I didn't sleep well because I thought anyone could enter my room at any point in time. I had to put a chair in front of the door and I said I could die. But then I told myself, uh, come on, Jesse, you're not really going to stay in the hotel room. And, and I mean, what are you going to do? You made this mistake. You chose to stay in this hotel and now this is what your trip is. 
and I was really down on myself. And one of my friends and that friend was Claire uh, was like, how's it going? How's your hotel? And I'm a very bad liar. So I said, it's going well. My hotel is bad and the door doesn't lock and I don't feel safe. And she said, that doesn't sound good. And I thought, it's okay. And then she was like, you know, you can change it. And I thought about it. And I thought, well, I'm going to lose all of this money. And, and what am I going to do? And then, you know, I instantly started crying. And I went, oh, my God. I get to save myself. I get to get out of the situation. Like, of course I deserve a beautiful hotel. And this trip is supposed to be a celebration. And, yes, I lost a little bit of the money. Um, and... I, but I ended up going to this really beautiful hotel and it was an incredible experience and I felt so safe and so happy and I gave myself that and that felt incredible. And, you know, I, I was like, wow, self-worth has to do with like the money I'll spend and how I'll feel about myself, you know, what I accept in certain th ways that I live my life. And I think that's true, but there's also more to that because self-worth also has to do with the way we accept others treating us and the way that we treat ourselves. So that can even mean like I had, um, you know, I, 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 I had, a spit it out, Jesse, you know, what's going on. But I had a situation with my boyfriend where something happened and I went, oh, wow, I really don't think that that is up to the standard of the way I want to be treated and it was something that you know we had to talk about and I think obviously he knew that but I think I didn't know how much I how strong I was because I think that old me would have been upset and disappointed by the situation and you know maybe said something but let it go pretty quickly and um, maybe wouldn't have even made a big deal about it and it was really cool and exciting to like stand up for myself and to kind of be like um this is not like this will not be a part of the relationship that we have moving forward if, if that's something you can do great if it's not that's fine too um that's not what I'm looking for which I always think in any situation it's good to give the person options you know they they obviously can choose their own adventure um but when I stand in my worth like that, which is like what I'm willing to accept, knowing that like I'm confident in in walking away in the sense of like I'm not going to settle or compromise for something that isn't up to my standard. If the hotel doesn't have locks, I'm not staying. The pictures were good, but no locks, no me. So standing like in in that sense for my worth became like, okay, that's where self-worth is. I mean, there's money a part of it, but it, it has to do with just the way you treat yourself and you let others treat you. And I think that's also true for self-love. Like you love yourself a certain way, an unconditional, hopefully way. And then when other people come into your life, you're able to go, that's not the way I love myself. And that's not the way I want to give or re receive love. So self-worth for me has become that and now I'm trying to figure out the abundance part and the part that's like what I'm bringing into my life what I'm accepting because self-worth can also be with career and job stuff the way like you might be treated or the way that your hours are or do you have boundaries are you comfortable having boundaries so even just accepting things into my orb 
that I'm okay with or not okay with. So I did this candle and I spoke to it, you know, a lot every day and, you know, started just saying those positive mindsets and positive things, which is what manifestation is, right? It's sort of speaking something into existence and um, making it present tense a lot of times and, you know, giving myself permission essentially to think that way and to believe it and to sometimes, you know, you got a, the power of a candle and I go, maybe that's all I ever needed. Because I truly, you know, believed in it. And here I am. I, I just disposed of it. Um, and I feel like really great. I feel like I gave myself a gift. I accepted the gift. I, you know, followed the instructions. And I can see how powerful it is to not speak negatively about a thing and to speak positively about it and also to remember like I'm the horse that I'm going to bet on. I'm the horse. I'm Seabiscuit. I've always been Seabiscuit. And there's actually a game I used to play at the beach um, when I go and it's like this boardwalk game and it's always really crowded and it's this horse racing game. And I win every time. And my parents are always impressed. I'm impressed. I'm always like, how did this happen? Because those type of games really freak me out. Because, you know, you want to win the big prize. But a lot of times, like, you could be in the lead and you lose it. And the way that I always have won, and I've told, you know, anyone who will listen, is I don't look up. I just focus on my game, getting the balls into the hole, and consistently doing that and just not letting the panic or the anxiety get in the way. And I think that that's the mindset I have to have with this abundance and sort of what I'm bringing into my life. I think also like the happier and, you know, the happier I feel and the more like in my own power and worth I feel, the more people are going to come into my orb and be like, yeah, I believe in Seabiscuit. Yeah. I want to, I want to design the jacket for that horse. I want to be a jockey for that horse. I want to be a part of that race. So, and you know, if you're the horse that doesn't believe in themselves, I think it's hard for people to believe in you. So right now my mindset, I'm really trying to change it and I'm trying to work on it and I am actively working on it. I can feel that I feel abundant in this moment. I can feel the positivity I have and I can feel how giving myself permission to do something that I was afraid to do makes me feel like I can do anything and I can. So what's the takeaway? I think the takeaway is whatever you're working on, you have permission to do it right now. You don't have to change anything about you. You don't have to heal. You don't have to figure out self-worth for the right job to come along. You don't have to be abundant to win the lottery yet. Like all of it can come in due time. I think that a lot of times we're the one blocking ourselves from those opportunity and let's give ourselves permission right now to get it and to have it. Again, I'm not a professional. This is just how I'm looking at this week and how I'm looking at this part of my life I've been working on for a while. But I think that I think I'm cracking it. I think I'm getting through and I'm I'm excited about it because, you know, 
there are other fish to fry and I've been frying this fish for a while. So I'm excited to eat it. Bon appetit. What a beautiful time. Thank you again for all the incredible messages and for reaching out, letting me know maybe what you want to hear about and what you don't. Honestly, most of the time I just talk about what I want to talk about and what a podcast that is. How fun is that? We love that for you. We love that for me. So go out there this week and do the thing you've been waiting to do. That's my homework for you if you choose to take it. Again, not a professional, just a comedian who's trying to solve her own issues one day at a time. And remember, if you're the villain in your story, you also get to be the hero. So put on your cape, bitch, and fly. Fly.